This is Fam Electric Ghost, and we are live on our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch channels with Ms. Jazzy. Hi. And we're talking to you from uh, where in England? Where are you? In London? Or I'm, I'm in London currently. <laughs> I live in London, born and raised in London. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked to a lot of people in the UK and London specifically. So, yeah. <laughs> but we've got a, uh, we're excited to have you on the show. Thank uh, you. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's just it's we like we've been doing this since 2018. Um, we've got about 33,000 listeners on Spotify, and we started doing this thing on YouTube and Twitch to be able to do the video. Um, and the cool thing about the video is we're able to share your work, and so we've wow. got your new song here. And let me make sure I don't mess it up. Show me, pie me, pay me. Yeah, show my pay me. <laughs> my pay me. And um, we'll talk more about what that means, but we're going to actually play the song in its entirety. We're going to put you on um, mute and then we'll come back. Okay. And then we'll talk about the questions. So I'm going to get this queued up and we're going to start it now. Serve your time. 
back on the air and um that was a great video i really i really dig that thank you and um yeah you maybe tell the fans about what the song title and what it means because not everybody's gonna know that so i think we'll, yeah. we'll start <laughs> so show my pennies um it's um yoruba um a nigerian language and it means will you call me so the song was just basically about you know, a female sitting around waiting for their ex or a guy to call. Um, but in the end, they bottle up themselves and they just move on. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that that's really, I, I, really, I dig the way you integrated that your indigenous language there into the song. Yeah. And then it's got like, it's got, you know, like an R&B and hip hop. And then it's got this really cool feel. I like the beat. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's just, I think it's cool, you know, as a, as a person that I, I kind of introduce new artists all the time. That's what I do with this yeah. show. I kind of don't deal with the top 10, top 20, top 30. I yeah. like to talk to new emerging artists. Uh, that's like my, my goal in life is to... No, it's good. Give it to everyone an opportunity. Yeah, it's good to introduce people to new styles and new things. And people thought because, like, you know, I'm an electronic artist, all I would, would do is do... EDM, and that's not what oh, I do. Okay. I, I, okay. I introduce people, like I've talked to people in Nashville, London, UK, yeah, everywhere, you know, Turkey, like anywhere, Iceland. <laughs> and it's just like, I think it's people need to open their eyes to what, in yeah. other, um, to different types of music. So I want to get into the mm -hmm. questions, because I think we're a little bit on a crunch, but um, uh, when did you first get into music? Like, what age did you get into music? So I have been, well, I started music um, professionally, let's say, after I got my law degree, so four years ago, but music has been in my family. I have been, like, performing and singing and writing since I was very young. It stemmed from my mum, and she used to write music, or well, she still writes music, but, yeah, it stemmed from that. So I used to perform when I was a child, I used to write music with my mum, but four years ago is when I actually started um, oh, music. Four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So was it with the goal of doing your own music? Because a lot of people get into music and they're like, they're right, they're actually singing in uh, like somebody else's music or they're mm -hmm. covers or they're in some, you know, it's not their own. So when did you, is that the goal from the start that you wanted to do your own music? Yeah, um, well, I did start my career when I came in um, doing a freestyle to is um, Friendly. So I did start that way, but Obviously, my main aim was to have to, like create my own sound, um, which I ended up creating as Afro rap because at the time there wasn't many people rapping on Afro beats. I mean, it wasn't common at all. So um, I came in with my own sound, Afro rap, where you're mixing Afro beats, you're rapping Afro beats, um, you're rapping on the Afro beat, beat. 
and um, mixing my um, English language with my Nigerian language. So it's just an infusion of my heritage, but also where I was born and where I was raised as well. Well, I think that's really cool to, to do, um, you know, genre merging. Because like, yeah. like I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of that because you know my yeah. I'm, I'm I'm a tech I'm a I'm a keyboardist and you see all my synthesizers there I'm just oh, wow I just uh I, I collect synthesizers and I've been I'm in my fifties and so when I, when I was seventeen I just went to pawn shop finding old Moogs and Rollins and okay. and I, I grew up in the era of the new wave and early rap. Okay. So when I was growing up, it was like '78. I started playing 1978. Wow! With my, wow! With my brothers, and we we created like a black punk band, and everybody was looking at us like, "What are you guys doing that for?" I said, well, you, know, you never heard of Lil Richard and Chuck Berry <laughs> or Jimmy okay. Hendrix?" Like, yeah, I mean, rock and roll was not just for the Stones. You know, it came from you know the Delta blues in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, and black guys and women were all part of like that blues rock and roll tradition. Yeah. So it's been kind of weird when I run into like certain people, they like, well, how are you doing rock? It's like, you you don't know Lil Richard? <laughs> you, you don't know Jimi Hendrix? It's like, like come yeah. on. Yeah, so, so, well yeah, it's just, a, but, but what's cool is like when I was growing up, it's like New Wave showed up. And right. What I liked about New Wave is it mixed like like African beats and Latin beats mm-hmm. with synths and drum machines. And then, you know, wow. hip hop started doing it. So then there was this, in that time period, like 1980, MTV mm-hmm. showed up and then suddenly you had like Michael Jackson thriller. And yeah. You had this really cool merging of multiple genres. You, yeah. You had, you had lots of people experimenting and, and it was like people would go see multiple bands. You know, because MTV would see these festivals and you would have like black bands and rock bands and punk bands and everybody was like, yeah. they were not in their lane, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate when people like Afro beats, that's, that's cool. I mean, that's, I think yeah. that, that's Thank cool. you. <laughs> so, so when you started to write, um, are you primarily a lyricist? and um, vocalist or do you get into the technical creation of your beats and stuff or do you work with other people? No, no, no. I'm the vocalist and lyricist. Um, I work with producers like to create the beat. I can't, I'm not that technical. <laughs> I can't create a beat to save my life. And all <laughs> but yeah, I have to work with producers to create the beat. Then obviously I write on the beat, I sing on the beat or I rap on the beat. So how much um, influence, if you hear a beat, do you actually like challenge the producer and say, maybe you should change this or change that, or you kind of work within, you know, do, do well, you I'm heavily opinionated because obviously you have, the beat has to be right. If it's not yeah. right, you will create the best song. Do you get what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah the, normally my producer, um, he doesn't really, I mean, I send him my ideas of what I want it to sound like and he never really, um, fails to deliver, so I'm not okay. all. So you're in sync with your producer because, like, it's yeah. kind of like when you're with a band, right? Like, mm-hmm. I've been in like bands, and like, you everybody comes in, and you know, the reason you're a band is that you kind of all connect, right? Yeah, like, so if I'm in like a four piece band, like, when it, the bass player starts playing, the drummer kind of knows what to do. And then mm-hmm. as a keyboardist, I know what to do. I kind of like you, you, your reason that you're with these people is because it works. Yeah. 
So it's kind exactly. of like, thing, like I guess when you when you're a singer songwriter or a lyricist, you you find the people that have the aesthetic you like, right? And, mm-hmm. and they kind of know how to how to take your lyrics and what would go with it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's I, I always like that when you find people, the chemistry. It's kind of like a journey. Like you do as an artist. Yeah, like, did it take a while to find the person that would like link with what you're doing, or did you immediately find them? It takes a while because you you, you have to. I don't know. It, it took a while. It wasn't as easy as that. Like I had to sift through quite a few to be able to get to one that I'm now just working with. Like yeah, that I'm comfortable with 100. percent Yeah, because that's interesting. So so the other thing I like to ask is like, who are your influences and like reference points? Because like every musician, like I grew up like in Stevie Wonder and uh, Ray Charles and, uh, you know, Bernie Worrell from Funkadelic, because I'm a keyboard player. So I was like looking at what I was doing and Funkadelic and Earth, Wind & Fire and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want. Right. But I don't want to copy them. I'm kind of influenced by them. So mm-hmm. like, who do you say are the people that influence you and are maybe like the people that like you, uh, your reference points in your music? I'm heavily influenced by Tupac, um, Nicki Minaj, 100% as a female limited, um, Tupac Savage, Wizkid, obviously they're the modern new generation, but Afrobeat, heavily yeah. influenced by those four. So Tupac Savage and Wizkid, obviously, in the um, Afrobeat team, they, they are who are actually lead, like running those scenes and who inspired me the most with the Afrobeat. But Tupac and Nicki Minaj definitely with the lyrics <laughs> and with the way that they deliver. Yeah, Tupac is a big reference. I hear that a lot. You know, you hear yeah. people bringing up like like when I kind of grew up like like with you know like the early like uh, I don't know Planet Rock and, <laughs> and uh-huh. early Run DMC, the Bomb Squad, De La Soul. Um, like yeah. Dale Soul, to me, I love Dale Soul. Um, I like I like pu- like Public Enemy too, but in the Bomb Squad. But Dale Soul, what I liked about them is like they took a bunch of funkadelic stuff and then they took a bunch of psychedelic music and they created this kind of psychedelic rap mm-hmm. that had, that was very beat focused in funk, but it had like aspects of it that were pulling from like like you know Jefferson Airplane and the doors and stuff. It was like pulling all this other stuff. And I was like, well, that's a little different because people weren't really going that way. And um, right. and I, I still listen to their stuff like Three Feet High Rising. It's like, that's like, I listen to that like all day. Right. <laughs> that's good. That's MF Doom though, but I do love MF Doom. I, 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 I'm really kind of sad that he's not here, but MF Doom was a big influence because yeah. he had um, a very awesome style. Um, but, um, yeah, you never know like who you're gonna get pulled. You know what pulls you in. I mean, I I also am very influenced by Nirvana because I have okay. like, an aspect to what I do. And Kurt Cobain was this like he crossed like a lot lot of lines. A lot of people like it, whether you're into that kind of music or not. They kind of appreciate what he did. Um, so um, when you talk about your your writing style, when you go to put together a song. Uh, do you primarily just like use like uh, like your smartphone, do voice recording? Do you use like uh, any kind of recording devices at home, or how do you present your work to your producer? Do you like put something together? I, voice I use my phone, or I use um because my producer is in Nigeria. 
I had mm. to send him like my stuff to like um, voice memo, WhatsApp, stuff like that. So I do it through my phone. I use my phone um, as voice memo and also I like my lyrics on my phone as well. Cool. So, yeah, that's that's a lot of people. Like I remember, um, some people were using like iPads and use like GarageBand to put down like yeah. stuff. And then they, a lot of a lot of vocalists I've talked to like use voice memo or different types of voice memo apps on like iPhone. Yeah. And exactly. You find it's like very convenient. Do you end up like doing that more than actually writing it down on a pad? I prefer to write on um, as on my laptop on my phone. Like I'm, I'm very fast at typing, so it's easier for me to write on the phone on my on my on a, on a laptop than writing it on pen and on a pad. Yeah, so, fact, laptop, okay. so all your stuff's like in a document or something. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, or it would yeah. be a shame if that the laptop ended up on my phone ended up going. <laughs> that's yeah. the only that's the only bad thing about that, but. <laughs> I I sure I not to push one thing or the other, but I always do stuff like in Google because like, oh, if I do a Google Doc, then I don't lose it because it goes to right. like, the cloud. But if I use like oh. Word, the Word has kind of burned me a bunch of times because then my, my laptop, <laughs> my laptop I, not to put down Microsoft, I won't put them down, but it's like if, if my machine goes down, then I lose everything. So, exactly. like, so I like to use something that doesn't do that. And so whatever doesn't yeah. do that, hit, hit <laughs> it doesn't do that. That's exactly. why. I use it. <laughs> but um, yeah. So so that's so you you have a long distance relationship with building mm -hmm. your songs. So was that always like that, um, or was that because of COVID that you do it that way, or did do you previously like work more closely with your producer, or was it always kind of long distance because you're in London? Yeah, it was always kind of long distance because I was in London and my um, producers in Nigeria. So it's always, it was always a, but when I go, to, I, I have another producer in London where I go and actually record. So. Oh, um, so you so, can actually show up. Yes, I show up there. <laughs> I show but, up there. But because of COVID, were you actually not able to do that? Did you have to send stuff to him too? In London? Yeah, I couldn't. Um, in just the first year of COVID, where the restrictions were very high, I couldn't go to the studio. When it, um, the restrictions reduced, I was able to go to the studio. So, mm -hmm. yeah, COVID restricted me to quite a bit of music, to be honest. I was just writing and then just hoping and praying for the day <laughs> to be back in the studio. So, so because, um, are you able to perform yet in London, or do you, are you making videos because it's um it's easier to connect to the audience with a video or are you planning on doing shows it seems that everything's on social media now anyway obviously the shows are opening back up so i'm planning to do shows i'm actually going to be in nigeria quite um soon because i need to shoot a music video there so i'm going to be down there soon um yeah so you're going to do shows in nigeria or are you just yeah. shooting a video you're going to do physical shows no i'm going to do physical shows in nigeria this year are you gonna are you gonna film any of those and like put them on YouTube? Yeah, or just... of course, I have to. <laughs> just for it's, well. cool. it's cool when people uh, film live performances. And yeah. Now, nowadays, you know, you can actually get a pretty good film, uh, mm -hmm. and a good sound quality, and then put it up on YouTube. Um, just because exactly. I think anything that you can engage on your social media, because like a lot of reason why we went to the video form. Because we would, for, we did audio podcasts for like three years before we ever did a video, and just okay. this year, yeah, this year we started to do the video 
because the <laughs> video allows us to like show your YouTube, right? Allow people to perform. Could we actually yeah. have shows where people will take a guitar out or something and actually perform? Um, and it just gets a better engagement because people, yeah. are you know, it's cool to have the audio and we still do an audio. There's going to be an audio version of this podcast where okay. it'll, be on, it'll be on Spotify, it'll be on Apple, it'll be on like um, Google Play. And, okay. and we still get a pretty good audience there because there are people who like to listen to podcasts in their, mm -hmm. in their headphone while they're working and stuff. Um, and so we still get that, but we've found that doing the video gives us a different audience that we didn't have before. Cause people. Yeah. People like to watch. People are more visual these days. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Just, yeah. It just gives people a way to connect. Um, and it also, you know, allows us to put your links out there. Cause now people can like, when the permanent <laughs> version comes out, you can't click on the link, but people can see where your stuff is. Exactly. And it's more likely that they'll go actually take that and actually use it and, and click and actually click on your stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we found it like we get more, way more engagement. We had people say, well, people are actually hitting my YouTube channel. People are going to my website. And they say, yeah. that, that's what we want. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You get more engagement by visual, by YouTube and stuff. So a lot of people are just online now, aren't they? Because COVID um, just made us get accustomed to that. Yeah, so in terms of um, collaboration, I mean, you primarily focused on your sound or are you doing features uh, on anybody else's record or the people, you know, are gonna do features with you? Is that, yeah. is that, is that something you're working on? Yeah, I'm working on a couple of features. I mean, the last feature that I did do was with um, Mr. Mill, who was um, an artist that blew, he went viral in Nigeria. So I think he's on one million followers, is he? Yeah. So he went viral, so I'm planning to do more features with more of them African artists, 100%. Are, are you thinking that you guys are going to get pulled into like an um, Afro beat, African kind of focused festival? Have, have they, have, are those things like when you go to Nigeria, are you partner like festivals with other artists? <laughs> like yeah. That's, no, that's how it really works. It was more with other artists, maybe opening up other artists or on stage with other artists. And um, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's how it mainly works. A lot of festivals in Nigeria, a lot of opening acts, a lot of, there's a lot of things that go on in Nigeria when it comes to shows. Really exciting. Cool. Well, I think it's interesting um, to, to have, uh, you know, a different, different type of um, experience when you're dealing yeah. with an international audience. You know, it's so, so I'd love to see you know, the, those, the film or those concerts, because I think it will introduce, like you're saying, if there's a bunch of other artists there, okay. it will like, introduce like the, my audience to like a totally different type of music that maybe they haven't been listening to. And, yeah, uh, and I think they enjoy it as well. Oh, definitely. Cause I think <laughs> it's, it's, it's cool to like feel the influences. Being an African-American, we can't <laughs> imagine what, right. what, it, what it was like to be in Africa. We don't know. So we, exactly. we, we kind of have all this romanticism about it, but we like, you know, and those who go to visit, we, we try to find our roots, but like we kind of have kind of envisioned in a lot of American, African-American music, it's kind of like our interpretation of what we thought, what we think it is, mm -hmm. but it's our own spin, but it's like, it's like, we really don't know. So it's cool to actually watch other people from the source. Of, you know, yeah. 
But I think you'll enjoy it. I think you really will enjoy it. <laughs> So yeah, we don't want to take too much of your time. We have like five minutes left. But is there anything that if you have into your fans, uh, if they, um, you know, if they were, they were going to ask you a question, what would you think would be interesting that maybe your fans don't know about you? What they don't know about? Oh gosh, <laughs> what they don't know about me? That's a very good question. Um, I have this um, this thing where. At night, I always have to have, I don't know if you know about the ice cream, the twisters, the mm -hmm. twister ice cream. Yeah, I always have to have mine with something hot. So like I have to have like a twister and tea. Very weird obsession, but if I don't have a twister and tea at night, I cannot sleep. It is, it's a weird obsession, but <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> oh, no, now, now when you go somewhere, people might like, give you that. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind people chucking twisters at me. I'll take that. <laughs> Like, it's like like the green M&M's. Like it used to be all these rock bands that said, you got to give us the green M&M's. Like, okay. <laughs> like, okay, that's what you want. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we're really happy that you're able to come on the program. And uh, like we said, we're, we're going to be doing our PEG Festival uh, better okay. again in um, November 19th through the 21st. So you can get in touch with us. And we okay. can figure out how to do a show uh, with your with your people and make sure it comes okay. through. Um, yeah, so we can just start setting it up because we're starting to you know, set up posters and you know plan a schedule right. and stuff. So uh, yeah, we definitely would like you to be involved in that. And we, if you have any additional music coming out, like if you have an EP okay. or albums, let us know and we can have you come back on. Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me. I probably even like my first, well, my second, the first one was a radio interview, but my first like visual or, you know, interview um, with someone in New York. So that's like a good achievement for me. And thank you so much for having me. I'm, <laughs> I enjoyed the interview. <laughs> thank you very much. This will be, well, it's live right now. It'll be permanent on YouTube, Twitch, and okay. Facebook. We've got two different Facebook channels. We'll send you that. We'll send you the okay. Twitch. We'll send you the YouTube. And as it, it starts to get, it takes like an hour or less than an hour for it to show up on show um, Spotify and Apple, and we'll send you those. Okay. So, all right. So thank, thank you very you much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh.